0: There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello, friends. I'm Rick Warren, and welcome to Spurgeon Sermons, This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way, and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped, and guided by Charles Spurgeon, who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. Silver Sockets, or Redemption the foundation sermon by charles spurgeon part 3 and the lord spake unto moses saying when thou takest the sum of the children of israel after their number then shall they give every man a ransom for his soul unto the lord when thou numberest them that there be no plague among them when thou numberest them this they shall give every one that passeth among them that are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 gerahs. And half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Every one that passeth among them that are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. When they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement. For your souls. And thou shalt take the atonement money of the children of Israel, and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, that it may be a memorial unto the children of Israel before the Lord, to make an atonement for your souls. Exodus chapter 30, verses eleven to sixteen. A Bekar for every man that is half a shekel. After the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone that went to be numbered, from twenty years old and upward, for six hundred and three thousand and five hundred and fifty men. And of the hundred talents of silver were cast the sockets of the sanctuary, and the sockets of the veil, and hundred sockets of the hundred talents, a talent for a socket. Exodus chapter thirty-eight. Verses 26 to 27. It is not only God's coming to us, but God's abiding with us that is upon the same foundation. For the tabernacle was, so to speak, the house of God, the place where God especially dwelt among his people, as he said, I will dwell in them and walk in them but he never dwelt among them in anything but in a tent that was based upon the silver of the redemption money. And you, dear friend, if you have ever walked with God, can only maintain your fellowship by resting where you did at first, as a poor sinner redeemed by your Saviour. They have asked me to rise sometimes to a higher platform, and come to God as a sanctified person. Yes, but a rock, though it may be lower than the little wooden stage which some build upon it, is safer to stand upon. And I do believe that those who walk with God according to their attainments and imaginary perfections have climbed up to a rotten stage which will fall under them before long. I know no mode of standing before God today, but that which I had at first. I am unworthy still in myself, but accepted in the Beloved. Guilty in myself, and lost and ruined, but still received, blessed and loved because of the person and work of Christ. The Lord cannot dwell with you, my dear friend. You will soon have broken fellowship and be in the dark if you attempt to walk with him because you feel sanctified or because you have been active in his service or because you know much or because you are an experienced believer. No, no, no. The Lord will only abide with us in that tabernacle whose every board is resting upon the silver foundation of redemption by his own dear Son. There can, beloved, be no sort of communion between God and us except through the atonement. Do you want to pray? You cannot speak with God except through Jesus Christ. Do you wish to praise? you cannot bring the censer full of smoking incense except through Christ. It is only within those foundations of silver that you can speak to God or hear him speak comfortably with you. Would you hear a voice out of the excellent glory? Do you pray that the great Father would speak with you as with his dear children? Expect it through Jesus Christ, for through him we have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Even unto the Father, though we be children, we have not access except through Jesus. The tabernacle of communion, even to him that lives nearest to God, must be built upon the redemption price. Free grace and dying love must be the golden bells which ring upon our garments when we go into the holy place to speak with the most high the tabernacle was the place of holy service where the priests all day long offered sacrifices of one kind and another unto the most high and you and i serve god as priests for he has made us a royal priesthood but how and where can we exercise our priesthood everywhere As to this world, but before God, the foundation of the temple wherein we stand and the ground of the acceptance of our priesthood is redemption. The priests offered their sacrifice not in groves of people's planting or on high hills, which were the natural strength of the land, but within the space marked out by the silver slabs of atonement money, and so must we worship and serve within redemption lines. If we come under the idea of legal merit and suppose that there is a natural goodness in our prayers or in our praises, in our observances of Christian ceremonies or in almsgiving or in zealous testimony, we make a great mistake, and we shall never be so accepted we must bring our offerings unto that court which is fenced about by the foundation most precious, which God has laid of old, even the merit of his dear Son. We are accepted in the Beloved and in no other manner. We are shut in within the foundation which Christ has laid of old, not with corruptible things as with silver and gold, but with his own most precious blood. Thus much, dear brethren, upon one view of this subject, may you learn much of God in his relation to man while you meditate thereon at your leisure and are taught of the Holy Spirit. I think we may, in the second place, apply this illustration to Christ in his divine person. The tabernacle was the type of our Lord Jesus Christ, for God dwells among men in Christ. He tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory, says the Apostle. God dwells not in temples made with hands, that is to say, of this building. But the temple of God is Christ Jesus, in whom dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Our Lord is thus the tabernacle which the Lord has pitched and not man. And our first and fundamental idea of him must be in his character as redeemer. Our Lord does come to us in other characters, and in them all he is right glorious. But unless we receive him as redeemer, we have missed the essence of his character, the foundation idea of him. As the tent in the wilderness was founded upon the redemption money, so our idea and conception of Christ must first of all be that he is the propitiation for our sins. And I say this, though it may seem unnecessary to say it, because Satan is very crafty, and he leads many from plain truth by subtle means. I remember a sister who had been a member of a certain denomination, who was converted to God in this place, though she had been a professed Christian for years. She said to me, I have hitherto believed only in Christ crucified. I worshipped him as about to come in the second advent to reign with his people. But I never had a sense of guilt. Neither did I go to him as putting away my sin." And hence, I was not saved. When she began to see herself as a sinner, she found her need of a redeemer. Atonement must enter into our first and chief idea of the Lord Jesus. We preach Christ crucified. We preach him glorified and delight to do so. But still the main point upon which the eye of a sinner must rest, if he would have peace with God, must be Christ crucified for sin. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do then, my dear hearer, let the very foundation of your faith in Christ be your view of him as ransoming you from the power of sin and Satan. Some say they admire Christ as an example, and well they may. They can never find a better. But Jesus Christ will never be truly known and followed if he be viewed only as an example, for he is infinitely more than that. Neither can any man carry out the project of being like Christ unless he first knows him as making atonement for sin and as giving power to overcome sin through his blood. Some writers have looked upon Christ from one point of view and some from another, and there is no book that is more likely to sell than a life of Christ. But the most essential view of him is to be had from the cross foot. No complete life of Christ has been written yet, All the lives of Christ that have been yet written amount to about one drop of broth, while the four evangelists are as a whole pot. The pen of inspiration has accomplished what all the quills in the world will never be able to do again, and there is no need that they should. However much we dwell upon the holiness of our Lord, we cannot complete his picture unless we describe him as the sinner's ransom. When he cometh forth in the vesture dipped in blood, many shun him. They cannot bear the atoning sacrifice. But he is never in our eyes so matchlessly lovely as when we see him bearing our sins in his own body on the tree and putting away transgression by making himself the substitute for his people. Let this then be your basis idea of Christ. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Indeed, in reference to Christ, we must regard his redemption as the basis of his triumphs and his glory. The sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. We cannot understand any work that he has performed unless we understand his vicarious sacrifice. Christ is a lock without a key. He is a labyrinth without a clue until you know him as the Redeemer. You have spilt the letters on the floor and you cannot make out the character of the wonderful till first you have learned to spell the words atonement by blood. This is the deepest joy of earth and the grandest song in heaven. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us unto God by thy blood. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, Head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free.